Hello, everyone, and welcome to Diversify Her Podcast. I'm your host, Raven Hayward, and today on the show, I have Mr. Matt Story. He's a part of the global brand partnerships and advocacy programs at Visa, and he's had experience at Procter & Gamble, Intel, and he's an executive changemaker and is also the host of his own podcast, What's Your Story? I'd like to thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm well, I'm well. Thank you for inviting me. I was I was really looking forward to this. Thank you. I'm so happy you were able to make it. So I'd like to first get us started by you just telling me about yourself and the journey as to how you got to where you are today. Yeah, well, how much time do we have? Um, <laughs> so I, I, I always like to tell people, describe myself in, in kind of the layers that make me who I am. Uh, and, and so the quick version is, uh, first and foremost, I'm a, I'm a mama's boy from the Midwest. Uh, born in Detroit, grew up in Indiana. Uh, I met my wife out here in California. And, uh, you know, one, she's originally from California. Two, she's an entrepreneur. So she balances me out uh, in in a lot of ways. And we have two daughters. So I'm a a member of Team Girl Dad. (laughs) And uh, as you said, I'm a podcast host, which means I, similar to you, I have a reason uh, and kind of a life hack to talk to interesting people, which I I just find very fascinating. And I think we're going to talk a little bit more about the importance of of connecting with others and hearing their stories. And then lastly, I'm, I'm a curious marketer. Uh, and, and where that comes to life is, I just have always been fascinated by what makes people do the things they do, what drives their behaviors, why do they pick red versus blue? Why do they pick, you know, Coke versus Pepsi? And, and as a marketer, just diving into that and, and seeing how technology and innovations influence individuals. I, I'm just fascinated by that. So it's kind of been a consistency consistency throughout my uh, career and, and journey. Wow. So you mentioned how you're a marketer. Is that your day-to-day job that you do? Yes. Yeah. So uh, at Visa, I head up our global brand partnerships and advocacy team, as you said, and really focused in on how do we ensure that people don't, don't only know what we do, but why we do it. And, and mm-hmm. that comes to life through uh, the various partners we work alongside. It comes to life through the programs we set up. We have, a, we have a program called She's Next, which is focused in on how do we uplift women entrepreneurs and small business owners by directly meeting their needs, uh, which tend to fall in three categories. Capital uh, is, is always the first one people think about and ensuring they have access to funding. The second is really around resources and, and mm-hmm. giving them uh, the resources needed to for an entrepreneur or business owner to thrive. Uh, and then lastly, uh, networking and coaching, mm-hmm. uh, because they can sometimes not have equal access to that as they, they get into businesses. So we have a, my team leads a global platform that really focuses in on how can we help across those three needs and and really find ways to make a direct impact in, in economies. Wow. I think that's amazing. So through that program, what do you think has been the number one need or like the biggest change that you've seen that Visa has been able to make an impact on with that? Yeah, well, I I think that, you know, obviously against the funding and, and resources and, and mentoring, those tend to be the top needs. But the one that surprised me as we've had conversations with some of the um, participants in our programs is actually we and, and we heard this uh, in an interview with one of them. They said, Yes, it was great to get the the grant. Yes, it was great to be connected to so many other great business owners. But the simple fact that Visa believed in them, it showed mm-hmm. them that they were on the right path. It showed them that they were going to make it. And mm-hmm. so I think we sometimes as marketers, we can not realize that by using our brands to actually 
support and uplift entrepreneurs and, and particularly underrepresented entrepreneurs. There's mm-hmm. a huge opportunity just in you saying, hey, I see you and I believe in you. And that gives them that energy, that gives them that momentum to go forward and take on those challenges. Because, and, and again, this is something my wife and I talk a lot about, being a founder can be very lonely. And mm-hmm. you can sometimes navigate that space without knowing, are you going the right way? Are you going, are you making the right decisions? And I think mm-hmm. when we just, those of us would have the ability and the and the the capital and the privilege to support them, it can mean so much just in the simple fact of saying, I see you and I believe in you and I'm going to support you. Right. That's very big and just acknowledging, like you said, that belief that's in there. Um, You also mentioned, you touched on a bit about your brand and just creating personal brands. So I'm curious to know, for those of us listening, how do we ourselves create a brand and just our personal brand and the way we present ourselves? Yeah, so this is this is something I talk a lot about, especially with those that are early in their career. And and the thing I always tell people is that there's certain myths that exist in terms of when you think about personal branding. Yeah. One is people think it's selfish or, or you know, it's it's bragging or I'm talking about myself too much when my work product should be, you know, what people see and what they talk about. And unfortunately in the world we live in, We've gotten into the point where information technology, innovation, uh, all these tools make it very difficult for your work to be the only thing that represents you. And so when I define personal brand, it's what someone would say about you when you're not in the room. And the other thing I think that we can sometimes struggle with, and and when I say we, I'm I'm particularly thinking about women, people of color, um, other underrepresented groups, is we sometimes don't realize that we actually have to go above and beyond explaining what are those unique skill sets that we bring? And, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times, and I was taught this growing up, is that you got to work twice as hard. Mm-hmm. And working twice as hard doesn't help if no one knows why you're working twice as hard and they don't know what you're uniquely bringing. So ensuring that your personal brand isn't just, hey, I'm a program manager. Hey, I'm a marketer. Hey, you know, I, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a pro, um, you know, whatever the title may be, finance manager, what have you. But ensuring that your uniqueness comes across in your personal brand is, is another key piece. And then the other thing I, I think that people sometimes think about is I haven't done enough to have a personal brand, mm-hmm. which is, a, again, why I why when we connected, I was really proud of what you're building because you're not waiting until you enter the workforce to start doing something. You're not waiting until you have a degree or you have you know some type of accreditation to really point to to say, look, what I've done you're building it now and your personal brand is growing. And I think no matter where you are in your journey, you can build your personal brand through all the connections you have. Because if you wait until you think you've made it far enough to build a personal brand, it's going to be too late. And at Mm -hmm. that point, the brand has already gotten out of there because you interact with so many people day in and day out. And what you don't realize is they're taking away a piece of what your personal brand is, whether you're focusing on it intentionally or not. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for that. And just talking about how we met I actually I'd love to share the story of how we met so for those of you um some of you know some of you don't know but I have a scholarship through visa that's through the Thurgood Marshall College Foundation and it's where I'm granted money to attend um, my university and it's for students who are either focusing their degrees in IT or in business. And me specifically, I'm a business major here at UNC Chapel Hill. And I also have um, a mentor, Ms. Rachel Ayuja, and she's lovely. 
And I was just talking to her about my journey so far and what I was learning um, as I was here at UNC and how I'm starting to take an interest in marketing. And I wanted to know if she had any um, fellow co-workers or just anyone that she knew that was in marketing that I could talk to. And she actually referred me to Mr. Mack and told me how she'd worked with him before and she thought that he would be just a great person for me to talk to. So um, I believe she ended up connecting us on email and mm -hmm. I reached out to you and asked if we could set up a Zoom meeting just to meet. And when we met, I didn't really have a specific plan of what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to talk to you and just ask you how you were doing your job and really just get to know you more because I think at least something that I know that my peers will talk about is whenever you are reaching out to someone or you're kind of seeking a mentor that's for a specific job that you may be interested in, they don't necessarily know the questions to ask. But I went into it just trying to get to know you more as a person to really figure out like, okay, well, what made you choose this career path? Like, how do you feel like it's helped you? So I I'm very grateful that she was able to connect us and it's kind of a full circle moment how now we're doing a collaboration with my podcast. I know um, you also reached out to me asking to um, speak about what Black History Month meant to me on your podcast. So I'm just very grateful that we're still able to connect and I'm still able to learn from you. And thank you so much again for everything. And so Coming off of that, I'd love to know just what advice would you have for people my age that are wanting to connect with adults that are in a career path similar to the way that you and I have connected? Yeah, so I I would say um, take advantage of the day and age that we're in now. And, and what I mean by that is the tools we have in front of us allow us to connect with people that we probably wouldn't have been able to connect with previously. Mm -hmm. So you can actually do the research. You can find the people, you can find their contact information. You can reach out to them via email, via, you know, social media, via all these different platforms. And then, as you mentioned, we actually haven't ever met in person. And so mm -hmm. using virtual connection tool to be able to meet, have conversations, to con to to be able to have that connection, even though we're physically not in the same space. So I would say first and foremost, use the tools to your benefit. I'd say the second thing is like to take a step back and realize that everyone is a person at the end of the day. And like, no matter what title you have, no matter how many degrees you have, no matter whatever job you you currently hold, you're still a person at the end of the day. So connect to your point, you came into the conversation and you want to connect as a person, which I really appreciated because, you, it, and I think I may have said this in our first conversation, I really wanted to get to know you because I don't necessarily have a lot of people in my circle that are in your age range. And so for me, you were actually helping me understand what is it like to be early in your college education? What is it like to be someone that's navigating technology, navigating this world, building a personal brand um, from your perspective. And, and and that was something that I saw value in. And so I think just approaching people as people and recognizing that you can bring value to every interaction the same way that you hopefully are going to get value back from that person because mentorship, sponsorship, whatever, you know, networking, whatever title you want to call it, it's all about value exchange. Mm -hmm. And Value exchange has to be built on a relationship, though. And so understanding who the person is, understanding what they actually are interested in, 
that unlocks so much potential. And, you know, one of the things that I always think about is no one cares what you know until they know that you care. And so starting from that relationship side, starting from that part of, I just want to know what makes Raven tick. I just want to know what is it like to, you know, be someone your age that has a podcast? Like, that's very fascinating to me. Um, you know, I'm on a different side of the spectrum of, you know, I've, I've been in my career for a while. I've, you know, I have uh, a family and, and and so on and so forth. And so being able for me to learn from you, I think is just as valuable as whatever I could hopefully share with you. Well, thank you so much. And I also value the different perspectives that we're able to give each other and even just recalling certain things that you've given advice to me about, which is exploring and trying new classes. Like I even took that into consideration when registering for classes and thinking, oh, okay, like that sounds interesting. Maybe I should take this because I mean, everyone's been giving me advice to just try new things, but I really want to get more into what motivated you to start your own podcast. Yeah, uh, the the short answer is um, when we had our youngest daughter back in 2019, uh, I was spending a lot of time at night uh, walking and trying to get her to go to sleep in the dark. And so the only thing I could really do was put an AirPod in and listen to podcasts. Now, what was interesting is I listened to a wide range of podcasts. Some are you know, about sports, some are about business, some are more storytelling. But what I found is with a few exceptions in the sports realm, none of the podcast hosts looked like me. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted to do was like to find who are the people that have similar lived experiences to me that I can listen to, that I can support. Um, and there were there were a few out there, but I didn't see the what I wanted to actually get, especially from a leadership standpoint. And so at that point, I was like, I guess I, guess I have to create it. Um, and so I started down the path. I talked to a group of, you know, my my board of directors and and friends to kind of get their take on what would be interesting and and what they thought would would set it apart. And I actually came up with, you know, my hypothesis for the podcast, which is we as people of color, we have unique lived experiences which help us create superpowers. Mm -hmm. And in creating those superpowers, we're able to have an impact on the world that's unlike any other. And I wanted to go out and hear the stories behind how people collected, created, amplified, scaled those superpowers. And that was really, that was the start of it. It's, it's evolved over, you know, the past three plus years. Um, but that was really kind of the, the impetus to getting me going. Mm, what would you say has been one of your favorite episodes or one of the most impactful ones before? Uh, so this is, this is cheating, but the, <laughs> by far my favorite one is the one where I interviewed my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it, it will, well, one, I should preface this by my mom recently passed and to know that I have a recorded collection of her story is, mm -hmm. is priceless. And it, it's, it's something that is just, I'm going to hold dearly and hopefully, you know, the rest of my family holds dearly. And as I've gone back and listened to that many times over the past few months, she's still speaking to me through it. And, mm -hmm. and so like, hands down, that is the best one um, just for those personal reasons. But, you know, I have over a hundred that I think have mm -hmm. other gems and wisdom and, you know, depending on what you're interested in, I've, I've talked to marketers, I've talked to chefs, I've talked to uh, people in tech, I've talked to coaches, I've talked to energy healers um, and everything in between. And and so there, there's all types of gems throughout, sprinkled throughout them, but that, that would definitely be my favorite. And I'm sorry for your loss. And I just, I know how you even introduced yourself as a mama's boy. So I think it's amazing that 
you have that recording and it's just truly cool to see how technology even though there are some bad things that come with it but just (laughs) being able to use it and have that documented and have that near to your heart and you feel that she's still speaking to you because she is and that's her story so speaking of storytelling what do you think is the most important aspect of it when you're trying to effectively communicate who you are yeah so i'm going to start with first why storytelling matters um and this is something we as marketers we know and it's why you create brands it's why you build marketing campaigns it's why you have you know social content digital content etc but the brain we as humans we store stories in a different part of our brain than we do data and even when you're if you think about what you do with your pastime you're always consuming stories whether it's watching tv it's reading books it's listening to podcasts you're looking for stories we actually seek out stories because it's how we make sense of all the data in the world. So that is just a, it's a human instinct that takes place. The other thing that takes place is that in order to have empathy towards someone, you have to be somewhat close to them from a proximity standpoint. I have to, we have to have some type of shared space, whether that's physical, whether that's mental, spiritual. Um, And in order to do that, stories are a hack to create that shared space. So the reason that I introduce myself the way I introduce myself is I want to give you all the layers of me because you may relate to a piece of my story because you're interested in marketing. Someone else may relate to a piece of my story because they're interested in podcasts. Someone else may relate because they're interested because they're a girl dad um, and so on and so forth. And so when I show you all layers of me and I tell you stories behind what does it mean to be a mama's boy? Like, what was it like growing up with a with a single mom and and having her to be your advocate and to ensure you were in the spaces you needed to be in and to you know speak you into rooms that you didn't even know you wanted to go into? People feel closer to me, and it's less about oh you're such and such title at such and such company, and it's more of it gives you a texture. And and to me, storytelling is really the way to create those connections that we really need in the world. And the and the other piece is to and I, this may be close to your question is that. I think a lot of times we can discredit our own stories and think that they don't matter. Um, There's a lot of data behind, and I've I've been diving this a bit more, where people are actually holding back information about themselves and are hesitant to share outside of their close circle details Mm -hmm. about their identity, details about their story, their background. Um, And again, I'll, I'll go back to this. People of color tend to not want to be stereotyped. We tend to not want to be put into a, a a bucket of like, oh, you're just like this or you're just like that. And so mm-hmm. we just don't share that information, which makes it very hard for anyone to feel connected to us. It makes it very hard for us to be able to have that overall um, common ground to create that proximity, which is ultimately going to lead to someone having empathy for us. And now, again, some environments aren't set up to allow you to have that psychological safety to share. And so mm-hmm. there, there, there are reasons to be cautious. There are reasons to not necessarily go out and give all of your story. But I think we can sometimes self-edit and just assume because I might look at saying growing up with a single mom is a bad thing. I may not share that. But what I don't realize is there's so many other people that have that shared experience that by me saying that, one, we may feel closer. But two, I may be making it okay for someone else to step forward and say, well, actually, I grew up with a single dad, and let me tell you what that was like. Mm-hmm. Or I grew up without my parents, and let me tell you what that was. Like. And so, and so, I I think that we create opportunities through sharing our story that others can follow behind and feel like they can actually share their stories as well, even if they're different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important, especially within 
our society today because I was just talking to my mom about this the other the other day that I feel like COVID really sort of put a pause on everything and in a sense it made me feel disconnected from a lot of people because now everything was just through a screen so I didn't mm -hmm. really feel that I was truly able to connect with them but even just you talking about effectively communicating their story and those layers that you have and it adding texture I think that's really important and I'm glad that you highlighted on that and also going back to your point of um like in work environments with um, us identifying maybe as the minorities in the room. I know that with me personally going into corporate America, um, a really big reason of why I'm trying to truly understand my personal brand and be able to effectively share my story is because I know from experience and also just talking with a lot of women in corporate America, how hard it can be or how they sometimes put you in a box or they may stereotype you into what they think you are based on how you present yourself or before they truly even meet you. So I'm just very grateful and appreciative that you've highlighted on those things. And um, as I go back and reflect after this episode, I'm really going to just take time to figure out, okay, what are the different layers to me? What are the first three things that I really want people to know about me when I'm doing my introduction, similar to the way that you just did. So thank you for that. And um, as we come to the end of this episode, a signature question that I have is what's one piece of advice that you would give Gen Z listeners to go out and diversify themselves? A, a couple of things. Um, so Gen Z is such an interesting category i'll say because it, it it being in marketing for as long as i've i have been you know there was a time where it was millennials and there was a time you know where you know we focus on these these generations it's like the next big thing and i i would assume i'm not in gen z but i would assume that if most of you feel that you're not just a monolith of you know we're all the same you're all you all feel like you're unique individual personalities um and so I would say listen to the what I'm going to say and, and treat it like sand. Hold on to what you want to hold on to. Let go of what you don't want to like. What you don't want to hold on to. Mm -hmm. um, but but first and foremost, I would say understand the importance of consistency. Mm -hmm. And and what I mean consistent is like whatever it is you're interested in, do it and show up consistently. Because and and I, I equate it to I've, I've run a few marathons in my day. You don't run 26 miles just go out and do it one day and it's done. You have to train and you have to build and you have to prepare your body for that grind, no matter if you're running a, you know, a three hour marathon or an eight hour marathon, like you have to prepare your body for that. Mm -hmm. And it's done piece by piece, day by day, step by step. And that applies to everything. And, and I'm sure you relate to this from a podcast standpoint. You're a much better podcaster today than you probably were the first time. Mm -hmm. And that's because of the consistency. That's because of the reps. And so I would just encourage anyone out there, if you're interested in something, Get the reps now and 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 just put in the work and and try each day to get closer to where you ultimately want to be. And you may not show up there one week from now. You may not be there a month from now. You may not even be there a year from now. But when you put in the work over time and you look up 10 years later, you look up 20 years later, you're going to be amazed by how far along you you've gone. And then the second thing I would say is like set goals. I'm I'm a big person, uh, a big person focused on setting a goal to know that I'm actually getting 
to where I want to get. And so mm-hmm. I could say, you know, my most important things are family, my community, my my health, et cetera, et cetera. But just saying that doesn't get it there. I actually have to set goals against each of those and I track them monthly and I say, okay, I said family was was um, an important goal. How many times have my wife and I had a night a night out? And we actually have a number that we're working against for the mm-hmm. year because we know that that shows that we're making time for it, we're committing to it. And so I would encourage you to have goals and not just aspirations, because mm-hmm. if you have an aspiration, but you don't have a goal to actually track, are you getting close to it? There's no way to tell, are you actually moving in that direction? So those would be two quick ones. Well, thank you so much. I think that you definitely dropped some golden nuggets in there for us. I really appreciate just the mentorship and the guidance that you've been able to provide me with this short time of us knowing each other. And everyone, please be sure that you go and check out Mr. Matt's podcast titled What's Your Story? I'll have it linked in the description below. And if our listeners would like to connect with you online, where can they find you? The best way to find me is LinkedIn. Um, is probably the one I'm, I'm most active on. Uh, Matt's story, um, and and you know, send me an invite. Make reference to hearing on this podcast. I'll be sure to add you. And happy to connect with anyone and and talk more. Perfect. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. And I'll catch you next time on Diversify. Hunt.